Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have another episode in the Last of Us Part 2 Leak Legalities series. I know you can't believe it, nor can I, but this was just too silly to ignore. Now, if you aren't familiar with the series, I do recommend checking it out. It was 10 parts. It will now be 11 parts that goes over the fact that Sony has been, let's say, aggressively using the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA, to take down virtually everything that talks about the materials that got illegally leaked out of Sony regarding their new game that comes out next month. I do recommend checking it out because there are so many different aspects of this that we have touched on here in virtual legality. But as of yesterday, number of review copies of this game started going out. So I made a joke. Greg Miller over at Kind of Funny Games said, hey, I'm, I have it, I'm playing it, I'm reviewing it. And I jokingly said, hey, it's weird that this wasn't attached. And I put up a tweet message that says, this has been withheld based on a response to a report from the copyright holder. And I was joking. Greg Miller is going to look at it. He's going to play the game. He's going to give you his thoughts when that embargo releases. It looks like on June 12th, the week before the game releases. And I was making a little bit of Twitter sarcasm. However, after I put this tweet up, a number of folks started contacting me. They said, hey, maybe you might get a laugh out of this Hoglaw. And ha ha ha, they DMCA'd their own ass and a picture of a PlayStation tweet that appears to have had its media reported on by the copyright holder, which of course would be Sony in this case. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. Another tweet said, if you don't believe that the DMCA system is broken, you don't have to look any further than PlayStation's own Twitter account. Shout out to Heel versus Babyface that we've talked about in this space who combated the DMCA takedown notices that were put in place on his YouTube channel, NCC to me. And then this morning I woke up to, lol, Hoglaw, have you seen this? And of course, I look at things from a lawyer's perspective. I say, yeah, of course, I understand that the DMCA is broken, right? So we can look at this PlayStation tweet. We can see that it does say media not displayed. This isn't a fake. This isn't a Photoshop, which was my first instinct. It's really easy to fake this to just kind of make a picture of a tweet, put it in your own tweet and suggest that they copyright striked themselves. But that's not the case. This is the official tweet. We've got here the number up here at the top that actually shows that you can just link directly to it. I will put it in the description to this video, but we know the DMCA is broken. We talked about that only a couple of days ago because the copyright office itself acknowledges that the DMCA is broken. Now in that same breath, they also suggest that it is broken in a way that rights holders, folks like Sony don't have enough power, aren't able to put enough notices in place to really make life difficult for copyright infringers. And they go so far as to suggest, as I've highlighted in this video that I did, that the Section 512F, which is the part of the DMCA that penalizes fraudulent or abusive notices of takedown, does enough. Rights holders take the position that Section 512F poses a significant deterrent to fraudulent notices without unduly burdening rights holders and users, which is balderdash. You have abusive and fraudulent uses of copyright DMCA takedowns all over the place. OSPs, like YouTube or Twitter, however, argue that that section is completely toothless and does not provide an adequate safeguard for abusive notices. And we know that to be true. It is completely toothless. A knowing and material violation of a law is so hard to prove. 
You have to prove that they knowingly did it, that they weren't just being buffoons, but that they deliberately committed fraud. And so I put out a tweet out there, and ignore the typos, please, if you will, that said, hey, Sony has been very bad on all of this, to be sure, but it's worth noting that the same toothless penalty process that allows their abuse, that allows them to issue takedown notices on nothing but discussion or a description of a spoiler and no use of assets or materials or music or anything else, allows it in the hands of others as well. It would surprise me if this isn't an enterprising community member certifying that they are Sony. Which, by the way, kids, don't certify under penalty of perjury that you are someone else that has the rights to act on behalf of an exclusive copyright holder. Don't do that. I don't give legal advice in this space, but don't. But it wouldn't have surprised me if someone did because it's so easy to essentially say, oh yeah, I'm Sony. Uh, quote, S-O-N-Y. That's who's asking for this. Take it down. And because this was such a big deal in the internet space on Twitter and on YouTube, somebody might have taken it upon themselves to do that. That's what I thought happened. That's not what happened. At least it's not what it looks like had happened. And I got curious about it this morning because it had remained up and so many people were talking to me about it and saying, hey, isn't this funny, that I wanted to look at what Twitter's process was. Because I thought one thing that might be happening is like the content ID claims that we had discussed on YouTube, that it was some kind of automated process, that they had flagged an image or maybe even the thumbnail to the video that Sony at PlayStation had actually used. And it was just getting dragged in by Twitter bots and getting blanked out because of that. But that doesn't appear to be the case. Twitter makes no reference to using an automated process here. And if you go and you look at the numbers that they report, they're big, but they're not YouTube big. And so it does suggest that, as we will see, Twitter is actually taking in manual DMCA takedown notices and doing something with them. They describe it as follows. They say Twitter responds to copyright complaints submitted under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA. Twitter will respond to reports of alleged copyright infringement, such as allegations concerning the unauthorized use of a copyrighted image as a profile or header photo, allegations concerning the unauthorized use of a copyrighted video or image uploaded through our media hosting services, or tweets containing links to allegedly infringing materials, which, as we've talked about, links actually probably aren't infringement under the law, but we'll let Twitter do what it wants. They're a private platform, and if they don't like links to allegedly infringing materials on their platform, they can take them down. It might not be DMCA compliant fully, but that's up to them. But note what they're saying here. They say, we are going to accept DMCA notices, the formal ones that we've talked about, a physical or electronic signature, identification of the copyrighted work, identification of the infringing material, your contact information, a statement that you have a good faith belief that the use of the material in the manner asserted is not authorized by the copyright owner. Now, that's important, right? We've got Sony, or as we will see, a Sony proxy going forward and saying Sony didn't authorize this use despite publishing it themselves. So we've already got weirdness because they had to have submitted a statement that says this. Hmm. Interesting. And a statement that the information in the complaint is accurate and under penalty of perjury that they are authorized to act on behalf of the copyright owner. Now, how do you file? You can report alleged copyright infringement by visiting Twitter's help center and filing a copyright complaint. No reference to a content ID type system here. And if we go and we look at this, you say, I'm the copyright owner. You give your name, you give your email. You say, where am I talking about? I'm talking about Twitter. You have to describe the original work. In this case, you'd say the last of us. 
You could link to it. Probably you're not going to do that. You want to talk about what the infringing material is, add to the report. It's all very normal. And they would ask you to certify it under the normal DMCA process. Now here, Twitter actually gets interesting because we're looking at a case where Sony PlayStation had their own copyright strike put on the material that they clearly already own and that they published for themselves. And this is what Twitter says they do with the DMCA complaint. They say, your complaint will be reviewed for accuracy, validity, and completeness. Now, I have no doubt it was complete. They made the certifications, they checked the right boxes. And then we start to get into questions of accuracy and validity. Now, as we will see, it's a Sony proxy that is acting on this. I thought it was going to be somebody completely separate, but it certainly does appear to be their proxy. So then you get into the question, if you're Twitter counsel and you get this complaint and you are reviewing it manually, which is what is described here. It might not be what's happening, but it's what they describe in these policies. You look at it and you say, well, they are a proxy. They do appear to have authority to act on Sony's behalf. And now they're asking us to take it down because Sony changed their mind which is strange because Sony could just delete the tweet, but okay, it appears to be accurate and valid and complete. Very, very weird. And then they say, if your complaint has satisfied these requirements, we will take action on your request, which includes forwarding a full copy of your notice to the users who posted the allegedly infringing material in question. And then they say, if we decide to remove or disable access to the material, we will notify the affected users and provide them with a full copy of the reporter's complaint along with instructions on how to file a counter notice, which means Sony got a notice about this thing and they haven't done anything about it. Now, this only came to everybody's attention yesterday, so you might think to yourself, well, maybe Sony hasn't had enough time to act, but we will see it didn't happen yesterday. Then we have what is our silver bullet. We will also forward a redacted copy of the complaint to Lumen with your personal information removed. And this actually has a link to the Lumen service which we will also link in the description to this video. And if you go and you follow the link that Twitter provides here, it will just show you every single DMCA takedown request that Twitter has received. It will just make the recipient field Twitter, and that's not terribly useful. But I had an idea. I said, well, what if we take the PlayStation status tweet and we take the number that Twitter uses to establish which tweet this is, and we put it into the Lumen system, which is what I did. You see in front of you the number that identifies that specific PlayStation tweet. And then you see there was one result. It was received on May 22nd, almost a week ago, reported to Lumen three days ago, and it just says redacted. But it does say it comes from Muso TNT Limited. Now, if you go and you link through this, you can give them their, your email. And you can tell them, I want to see the specifics about that takedown notice. And they will send you an email that gives you a one 24-hour key to see the specifics on any specific notice, which I did, so you don't have to. And we can pull that up. And we can see that Muso TNT Limited, which Twitter has said in its own policies it has verified as accurate and that they have authority to act on behalf of Sony, issued to them a DMCA takedown notice. Twitter took action on that notice, and it was on a series of tweets. And you can see here, I went and looked at a number of these tweets. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So all I can say is that these tweets, before you get to the yellow highlighted tweet here, which we will talk about, are all the kinds of tweets that we would have expected to be struck by Musso acting on behalf of Sony. Now, I still think 
that goes too far. They're, they're striking things like memes and screenshots that are commented on by these Twitter users, and they are probably more accurately thought of as fair use, but they are at least materials that these particular Twitter users didn't have authority to have and to distribute. So whether or not it's fair use is certainly something we can argue about. As I said, there's a 10-part series that talks about more of the specifics there. But as we go down this list, we see what we were looking for. Number 18, Twitter.com PlayStation status ending in 21507, which is this tweet right here. And I know you can't see my URL bar because I, I cropped that for these videos, but it does say status and ending in 21507. I highly recommend linking to it yourself, trying it yourself, checking out. You will see you get the same result. And because of that, it certainly looks for all the world like this isn't someone faking that they are Muso TNT Limited, right? This entire list of things got struck at the same time. And if we go and we look at one of the examples here, we see exactly what we would expect. An IGN article about how big Last of Us Part Two is with some kind of response from a person named I Miss Baseball and with their media no longer being displayed. And you can go down this list. You can see that this entire set of tweets right here is by someone named uh, Expletive Neil Druckmann. And so this is exactly what we would expect. And then somehow this right here, PlayStation status got involved in this list. So it certainly seems to be an error. It certainly seems to not be an automated process on the Twitter side. I think it's undoubtedly the case that Muso is using some kind of automated process to try to identify infringing materials for themselves. But they submitted a takedown notice to Twitter. They submitted it about Sony's own video. And Sony, despite having received notice about it when action was taken on May 22nd, or maybe even May 25th, maybe only 48 hours ago, has done nothing about it. Which leads to the second question, why? Why wouldn't you restore this? This is a quick call to Twitter. Hey, Twitter, this is your local multinational video game company. Could you please restore that? We accidentally struck it. And Twitter would say, oh yes, oh my God, absolutely. And they would put it back up. So what are they doing? Why was this taken down? Was there something in this video that they didn't want to show? But if you think that's the answer to the question, this link right here still operates. You can go right here to the PlayStation blog itself and see the video that is currently struck on Twitter for a copyright violation. <laughs> so I don't have a great answer for this, anybody. Sony has been acting what I would describe as crazy now for three or four solid weeks. And this is just the most recent indicia of that craziness. This is a crazy story. The lawyer in me says that couldn't possibly be Sony. That's ridiculous. Or if it was Sony, it was an automated process. Twitter says we don't use automated processes. And sure as heck, it doesn't look like an automated process was in play here. This isn't a bunch of PlayStation statuses. This is just one that got plucked out and got noticed yesterday. So yeah, the DMCA is broken, but Sony's allowed to take down their own stuff. It's just that they're acting crazy to do so. This has been Virtual Legality for today. Hopefully we're done with The Last of Us Part 2 Leaks Legality series, but I don't know. Maybe Sony will start striking its entire company tomorrow. We just don't know. If you like these materials, please like, subscribe, tell folks that we are here. We love having these conversations. 
with all of you. We did a recent series on Ubisoft's terms of service, which a lot of people were worried about, which I think a lot of people have given us good feedback on and I think was very helpful to a number of folks that really were panicked about that terms document. So please do check that out. Otherwise, we're talking about these kinds of things, business and law, through the lens of pop culture, movies, and video games all the time. If you, th- if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.